everybody, and welcome to an episode of Impactful Conversations, a platform to educate and inspire. My name is Tafadzan Lohu, and thank you for tuning in for the show. On this show, I interview and speak to individuals who are making a difference in their world, individuals who have a different way of thinking and are forming as leaders in their respective fields. I hope that you enjoy the episode, and I'd love to hear some of your feedback after listening to the episode, either by writing us a review or by heading over to the website, impactfulconversations.co.za, and heading over to the Contact Us section. Anyway, wherever you listen to this, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, and we are live. Good morning, everybody. Hope that you are all well, and welcome to part one of Street Smart Skills for Your Corporate Career. Uh, the inception of Impactful Conversations courses. I'm thrilled to be joined by Prevlin Rambley here. Prevlin, good morning. How are you? Hi, good, good morning, Taf, and good morning to everyone. I'm, I'm feeling well today. Awesome. And I'm well, excited for what, what's to come. Um, I'm uh, so excited for us to, to get started here. And uh, I'm quickly going to share a poll, um, everybody. So if you are joining on uh your laptop, you will see on the right-hand side of the screen, uh, there's polls and chats and handouts. So keep your eye on that, but I'm quickly just gonna get a sense of who we have in the room. I'm quickly gonna ask where you are dialing in from. Prevalin, while we get started with the poll, um, tell me, where are you actually dialing in from? So, so I'm dialing in from Johannesburg at my home here in uh, the south of, Johann- uh, the, well, the west of Johannesburg in, in Ruderport, in Krugersdorf. Yeah. Yeah, excited to join in. Awesome. I was going to dial in from the Northwest, but I had a late change of heart yesterday and I'm uh, now in Johannesburg. So, yeah, it looks like so, so we've got lots of answers coming in. We've got, uh, yeah, Gauteng is predominant. We've got some people outside South Africa. So if you're outside South Africa, um, <laughs> somebody's asking me why uh, why I didn't put Limpopo there. Look, I only had five options, right? <laughs> so you can only put five options there. But I love Limpopo. I lived there for a year last year. So I, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, so quick quick orientation to everybody who's in the room. Thank you so much, firstly, for joining us. Uh, we got so many people coming through. I'm so overwhelmed by this. And I remember saying to Prevlin that, uh, you know, if we had 10 people, I would be very happy, um, you know, when we started with this idea. Um, but, yeah, then I, then, you know, within... <laughs> Within three hours, we had about 30 people who've already, you know, signed up. Um, and then, you know, we took a leap of faith and got an extra 100 spots. And currently we're at capacity, which is absolutely amazing. We got lots of signups in the last few minutes, actually, um, of people joining us. So I'm quickly going to go through the room. I see there's, you know, some people from, there's a person from Vintuk in Namibia. Welcome to you. Um, somebody else also went from the Northwest and, you know, came into Joburg. So welcome to you as well. Um, yeah, I hope the trip was good. My trip was also good. There was an accident on the road, so it took a bit of a while to get in. Then we've got another person from Limpopo. So if you haven't seen the poll on the right-hand side, uh, please do check it out. I see we've got a fair contingent from outside South Africa, a fair contingent from the Western Cape, as well as KZN as well. So briefly to orientate everybody with Demio. So you are probably joining this either on your laptop or your phone. Um, Demio is a pretty cool platform. It's a new, uh, fairly new webinar type platform and educational course type platform. 
the cool thing about this room at the moment is that um, your privacy is completely respected. So nobody can see that you're actually in the room and you can't see that anybody else is in the room. Um, and if you put something in the chat, only Prevalent and I can see um, that you are actually in the room. So nobody else can see. So your privacy is completely respected. And, you know, we, we take the, the Poppy Act very, very seriously um, in that as well. So, yeah, that's, that's just something for you to note. Um, to introduce Prevalent very briefly to you, Prevalent is a, is a digital engineer in, in artificial intelligence uh, with many years of experience in uh, different industries. Prevalent is also an author um, of the book Street Smart Skills for Your Corporate Career. And we'll talk a little bit about the book, you know, towards the end. But um, it's, you know, through conversation with Prevalent that, you know, I, I then, you know, had this idea of actually doing a, a course and structured learning, uh, you know, for people that would, you know, positively impact you. So really glad to, to have him here. Um, and I guess the other thing which I just, you know, need to touch on a little bit, you know, is the fact that, you know, what is impactful conversation? So you might have seen this thing, you know, called impactful conversations, and you might have wondered, you know, what on earth is this thing? And I see there's a course and I see, you know, street smart skills for your corporate career and so on. But impactful conversations is in essence a platform with a dual purpose. Um, you know, the first purpose is to educate and the second purpose is to inspire. And in essence, you know, last year in, in, um, in August, I wrote in my diary that I wanted to start something like this. And, you know, back then I sort of had a more in-person event type of, of idea in mind, but obviously the pandemic has, uh, you know, shifted our thinking quite a bit. Um, but basically, you know, we've actually had 20 episodes so far. Um, this is our 21st, although it's taking on a slightly different shape or form. Um, what Impactful Conversations is, is basically, you know, I interview people who are leaders in their field and who are making a massive difference in their world. And, you know, we get to learn a little bit about their story. Um, and I believe that, you know, we can all learn from each other and we can all learn from the power of our stories. And there's immense power that we mustn't underestimate in each of our stories. So we've recently branched into courses, which is, you know, harping on to the educate and inspire uh, dual purpose of the platform. And so that's that's exactly what we're doing here is, you know, we're actually here to be educated and to be inspired today. So I am quickly going to orientate you with Demio. So if you are dialing in on the laptop, you will see on the right hand side, there's a thing which says chats and there's a thing which says polls, there's a thing which says handouts. So you can test the chat, just type a hi, say hello, say good morning. I see there's quite a few of you who have, you know, used the chat. I'll be monitoring the chat quite closely. Um, yeah, I see all of you are typing in. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much for joining. It's uh, wonderful, wonderful to have you here. Um, I see a lot of people from different parts of, of the continent and the world, which is absolutely amazing, right, that we can be in one room. And um, you'll see there on the right-hand side of the chats, there's polls, there's handouts. Um, so the polls, I've already put up one poll, which is, you know, where you're dialing in from. Watch out for that. There'll be lots of little different... Um, you know, polls that will be that will be put up throughout the session. And if you have any questions, if you have any anything to share, any comments, you know, share it with us and we'll discuss it. You know, I'll be monitoring the chat throughout while Prevalent goes through um, everything. And if you're on the mobile, um, 
you'll see on the sort of default screen, you'll see in the middle, you'll see the two of us smiling faces, right? But if you swipe to the right, you can, uh, you can then see the chat, the polls and the handouts as well. Awesome. I think everybody's orientated with Demio. I think everybody is all good or comfortable. Um, like I said, feel free to type anything in the chat. Only Prevalent and I can see that you're in the room. Nobody else can see your question and we'll obviously respect your privacy throughout the process to enhance your learning. Prevalent, I think I'm going to hand over to you. I've done enough speaking. It's uh, over to you to take us away. Yeah, thank you very much for that introduction and uh, thank you for the orientation. So I'm just going to get into sharing this. Okay, great. Um, thanks. I hope you can you can see my screen. Uh, so what I'm going to do in the first part, and and before I get to that, thank you everyone for making the time to attend and I hope this can add value to you. Uh, I'm going to go through what is this course about and secondly, why is it important to someone? So I'm going to start with um, a video. So the book and course is developed to teach you the softer skills for your corporate career. So here's a saying that I came across whilst I, in, whilst I was in Valparaiso, Chile. And it says, don't go chasing butterflies, rather mend your garden so that they come to you. So think about this. The same applies for your career. Don't go chasing promotions rather develop your skills so that opportunities come to you. So in this course, you learn the three C's. So you'll learn the art of listening, getting a standing ovation for your presentations, learning the art of negotiating, picking up skills of persuasion, creating your own personal brand and finding your X factor and practical tips on how to network. So how does this course add value to you? I mean, what, what would you benefit from this? So you have a vision for your career, your career goals, you want to move up, you, you aspire to do something better in your career, but how do you do that? Do you need to be superhuman? Do you need to have high IQ? Do you have to have connections in higher places? You know, how does it work? And for someone who's in the early stages of their career, it seems like one big puzzle. And where do you start? So you'll have your skills in, in black and white and paper and your qualifications, etc. But how do you merge that into the corporate world and, and the reality of how that is? So I've learned these skills through mentors. So I've been fortunate to have great mentors. Um, I've made many mistakes as well. And over the years, I've made notes. And those notes I've taken and put it into the format of a book. And now we're here with a course. So one of the key things about the corporate world in your career 
is that people will make decisions as to how you progress. So having the softer skills for your career is, is exceptionally important. I mean, this course will teach you some of these skills. And if you think about it, you can use these skills maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a few years' time. Uh, so you will learn something and you'll have something in your toolbox. And at the same token, it gives you a basis. It gives you a basis to critically evaluate what you will learn from others as you go along. So Telfa, hand over to you. Uh, for that start, and I'm quickly gonna gonna go through the chat. You know, we've asked we've asked people, you know, what what would they actually like to learn, and um, you know, so somebody has actually you know spoken a little bit about you know guidance on on practical uh, artificial intelligence. I'm assuming that's because I I spoke I told them that you know <laughs> you're, you're a digital engineer in artificial intelligence okay. and ethical courses. Uh, to take, you know, for the fourth industrial revolution, but I think we'll get to that um, in in a bit. Um, you know, somebody said that you know they want to learn tips on how to better network and how to better sort of enhance their corporate career um, skills that I can implement in improving my ability to enter the corporate world. That's really important. I think there's a lot of people here who haven't entered the corporate world yet, um, but are about to, right? And you know, I think these skills are just, in fact, even more relevant if you're just about to enter the corporate world. Um, you know, somebody spoke about how they want to communicate and network. Um, somebody spoke about presentation skills. It's like, like they knew what was coming up. Um, you know, somebody's talking about uh, how to navigate and not drown in the corporate ocean. I I love that because I think that's that's extremely, extremely relevant. Um, somebody's talking about confidence and staying confident in the corporate space. Um, and not losing, you know, creativity in the corporate space, enhancing network skills, um, the art of negotiation, love that. Um, another negotiation as well, building my brand, persuasion, networking in the corporate space, um, communication skills, how to find and secure great internships, um, and how to use, somebody says that they want to use artificial intelligence in their business, um, there's also somebody who's speaking a little bit about, you know, they've they've actually read the book and they look forward to understanding, you know, the practical applications of the book. So I think that's where we are currently. But I think, you know, we'll we'll start and keep going. Yeah. So so to add to that, um, so I went from you know selling socks and t-shirts and filling petrol into garages and and now go around the world globally and and people need my skills for you know, what I do on a daily basis. And and I wish I had this set of skills or, you know, the smart skills much earlier on in my career. So I think it would be a great, uh, I, I like the comments. I think it's great and it'll add value to to those that are there. Yeah, awesome. And I, and I to, to keep, keep sending stuff through the chat, I am monitoring the chat uh, religiously while prevalent, uh, you know, goes through the content. So, if you have any questions, we will answer your questions. So there's, you know, a time we will answer the questions. So do send them through at any given point in time. I also would like to emphasize if you have something to share um, and something to add in terms of, you know, how, you know, I'm not going to spoil alert on, on prevalence content, um, but, you know, how to, how to listen better, for example, 
um, you know, your tips and tricks, please do, please do mention that. Um, I'm quickly going to ask or actually put up this question. Um, Prevalent, just before we carry on, there is a question about, you know, what is the name of the book that was written? Okay, I'm going to pick it up. So this is the name of the book. Uh, it's Street Smart Skills for Your Corporate Career. Yeah. So we, we shamelessly took the, the name as the course. <laughs> exactly the same. Um, um, but it's a short read. It's an amazing read. I've read it. It's uh, absolutely amazing. So, yeah. Cool. Prevalent, over to you. Yeah, just probably one request from my side. Uh, please filter out the difficult questions. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so the first section that I'm going to go through is, is listening. And I'm going to start off with a video. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more deeper part of it. Street smart skills for your corporate career. Be careful of these stumbling blocks when listening. It's not easy to concentrate when people are talking. Sometimes you may only hear what you want to hear. Not a good idea. Because we think faster than we can speak, you might find yourself disrupting someone when they are speaking. No one likes to be disrupted by a know-it-all. Street smart skills for your corporate career. Okay, great. So in, in this first section, I'm, I'm going to speak about why is just, listening important? Prevalent, yeah. just one. Sorry. Uh, so I can't see the, the slides. Can we just reshare again? Okay. Okay. Cool. Is, is that better? Awesome. It's up. Okay, great stuff. So I'm, I'm going to talk about in the first section, uh, why is listening important? Uh, why is it difficult and how to become a better listener? So you may be wondering, okay, listening is pretty easy. And how does this fit in my career? Um, so let me start with that. Um, so your career is dependent on people's perception for you of you so let me give you an example of where i found this was this was really important so earlier in my career i was young energetic full of enthusiasm and, and i'm sure everyone can uh, relate to that so i went to the managing director's office and i told them okay great i need to become successful you need to pay for my management studies as as i thought that was the thing to do at the time and after a long conversation and a great conversation, the managing director told me that if you want to be successful in your career, there's one key element that you must have. You must learn the art of listening. And, and he left me with an interesting saying is, people in your career will remember how you make them feel. And by listening to someone, you make people feel really great, and it's the best gift you can give to someone. 
So becoming a better listener will help you win over people. And it's that same people that are going to lift you in your career. So you'll also pick up game-changing ideas and just maybe what the other person is saying can add tremendous value to you. And there's one more element. You have one mouth and two ears. So you, you should be speaking um, half or you should be listening uh, twice as much as you speak. So the next section I'm going to go through is why is listening difficult? And Prevalent, mm. just before you do that, for your yeah, I've actually put up a poll. Um, you know, on do you find listening difficult? And for some reason, I actually this has gone the opposite way. Uh, oh, it's actually half half now. It's fifty one forty nine. Fifty one percent of people in the room currently say yes, listening is easy. Um, and you know the other half say that listening is is actually very very difficult. Um, so I think it's quite interesting how there's how there's quite an interesting split, and I think it re-emphasizes your point, you know, about the fact that you know it's very very important to actually master this art of of listening throughout. Okay, great, that's perfect. Uh, so let me get into so so why is listening difficult? And I mean, you'd assume it, it's a natural ability. You, you know, one can listen. Really, I've, I've been doing this for years. So, what's the big deal about this? And if anything from this section, um, if you can just be aware of these four facts, um, then I think automatically you'll become a super listener. And and I'm gonna emphasize that listening is important because uh, you listen to people, and it's people that drive your career. So there's four reasons why listening. Uh, is difficult. There's many more, but there's four that I think that's really important. So concentrating for long periods while someone is speaking is exceptionally difficult. Second reason is we think faster than we speak. Uh, the third, the lenses you are using. And the fourth is perceptions you bring into a conversation. So what do I mean by this? And, and I thought the best way to do this is let's use an example. So I'm going to read a small paragraph and then we'll use this for the different points and and we can highlight why listening is difficult so here goes so i'm i'm giving you a conversation about getting up at 5 a.m in the morning so i've been trying to get up at 5 a.m every morning to exercise for 30 minutes maybe take a swim and read for another 30 minutes apparently that's what highly successful people do it sounds great and i'm not saying i'm lazy but it's a very difficult habit to develop. Apart from that, I usually snooze my alarm for a couple of times before I get up. So I think I need to get up at least 15 minutes earlier. And more importantly, I need to sleep at 8 p.m. to get the nine hours of recommended rest. This is very difficult as I usually come home late and it'll be a rush to go into bed and sleep by the snap. Besides, my favorite television series, The Big Bang Theory, starts at 8.30 p.m., which I think is the best comedy series ever. Now, I've just read you a paragraph. And it's probably spoke for just over a minute, maybe two minutes. Wasn't that slightly difficult? Just to concentrate on what I've said. So just to show you that when someone is speaking, um, it is difficult to concentrate and listen to every single word that someone's saying. So point two, and this is quite an interesting one, um, 
We can speak at about 150 words per minute, but we listen at 400 words per minute. So what actually ends up happening is, as someone is speaking, you start to think about what they're going to say next. And let's use an example. So I said I've been trying to get up at 5 a.m. to exercise. You probably thought in your mind, yeah, maybe, yes, no. And you might think, okay, if you're going to exercise, maybe you're going to start jogging, maybe you're going to go to the gym. So you start to preempt what I'm going to say. And then it may not happen all the time, but we think faster than we speak. So as someone's speaking, you might find yourself concluding what they're going to say. Think about it. Have you ever been in conversations where you're speaking to someone and they try to complete your sentence and they complete it wrongly and they say the wrong thing? So that's where we think faster than we speak. Point three, the lenses you're using. Now, I think this is a very interesting one. The lenses you're using when you listen is actually based on how you perceive the world. So what someone might be telling you and what you listen to could be two totally different things. And the lenses that you use is dependent on where you grew up, the people that surrounded you, um, stuff that you were taught when as you are growing up, um, the place that you live, the experiences that you had, and that shapes your mind as to how you perceive what somebody is saying. So, so let's, let's go into an example of what does this life lenses thing mean? So let's stick with the getting up at 5 a.m. and assuming you had two work colleagues and one was from Hyde Park in Johannesburg so for those who don't know Hyde Park, it's, uh, it's a very upmarket area with high walls and manicured gardens. So you have a work colleague from Hyde Park and you have another work colleague from Azadville. So those who don't know Azadville, it's a small community that's, that literally has a fence around the town. So it's really small, everyone's close-knit, um, very different from your Hyde Park. So you speaking, to both of these colleagues and you tell them about getting up at 5 a.m. and being successful and jogging and reading and each person based on their circumstances will have a different view on whether you're right or wrong. Point four, perceptions. So you might go into a conversation with perceptions. So what does what does that mean? Let's take an example for waking up at five waking up at five a.m. and then I, I say that nine hours is the recommended hours of rest. And then you look back and say, well, it's actually eight hours. So you come into a conversation with a preconceived idea. So if you do come in a conversation with a preconceived idea, then the listening process stops. And in this, you may miss subtle things that I've said. So in the conversation, if you didn't concentrate, if you tried to conclude a sentence, if you used a different lens, or if you came with a preconceived idea, you may have not picked up that, look, oh, here's someone that tries to, wants to get up early, wants to get fit, 
uh, works late and likes to watch TV to relax. So I may not have said that explicitly in the conversation, but if, you, if you're aware of these four components as to why listening is difficult, then you would have picked up or you start developing the skill to pick up these underlying points. So how does one become a better listener? And th there's many skills, there's many techniques out in the world, and there's four which I think work really well. The first technique is to breathe. So what do I mean by breathing? Don't we breathe all the time? I, when someone's listening or speaking to you, then you actually start focusing on your breathing. So if someone's saying to you, you know, then instead of letting your mind wander or having a preconceived idea or listen with the lens, you just breathe. So, you know, breathe slowly, try to focus on your breathing, don't hyperventilate and someone thinks, okay, they need to rush you to hospital. Uh, try that technique. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Try it at home um, when you're speaking to your friends and family. And try to just focus on your breathing. The second important tip is reflect what has been said. So it doesn't mean when someone's speaking to you, you need to say back every single word that they've said. But try and pick up a few points. So I told you I like to get up at 5.30 a.m. I like to jog. Um, I like to read. Uh, your reflection was, oh, great. So you like to be healthy in the morning. So what that shows is you've been listening. And me as the person who has spoke was like, oh, great. This person's listening. Oh, wow, this is great. Uh, the third tip to become a better listener is don't be a smoke detector. Now, what do I mean by that? Is when someone's speaking, they might trigger something in your mind and you're like, oh, great. And then you stop listening. So let's go back to that 5.30 a.m. example. If I said, um, you know, it, it's actually it's a thing that successful people should be doing. Or if I use the example of, I said, the Big Bang Theory is the best comedy series ever. And something triggers in your mind, no, I hate that show, I don't like it, I don't like comedies. So just be aware that you can, your mind can be triggered when someone says something. And once it's triggered on either something you agree or disagree, then you stop listening and the listening process stops. Uh, this is much more prevalent with people that you're familiar with. And lastly, give the process space and time. So you can actually take a few seconds when someone's speaking to you at, before you respond and reflect on that. So I have to summarize the first part. We said, why is listening important? And how important is probably the most fundamental thing for your career. Um, why is it difficult? Yes, you may be a good listener and here are a few reasons as to why it can be difficult. And then finally, how to become a better listener. So I just want to share an interesting example. When I was, in, I was doing some work in, in Sao Paulo in Brazil. So on, on my way back, um, I needed to buy a gift for my better half. And so I went to uh, a shop 
to try and ask the guy for a two-piece swimsuit. So my Portuguese is not great. I had Google Translate and I thought, okay, this is going to be easy. And it took me a good half an hour to speak with the guy. And first, he eventually he's like, why do you want, you're a guy, why do you want a two-piece swimsuit? And you can just see like, oh, this guy's totally confused. And we tried translating and even that was difficult. He eventually then sent me to, he figured out, no, this guy wants something in the sea. So he takes me to a fish shop. It's like, kind of like your fisherways. And, and this went on for an hour. And then eventually across there was, was a swimsuit store. And, and I went into the swimsuit store and I'm like, okay, we started again. So I reverted to sign language and trying to tell them I, I need a top and I need a bottom and it needs to be a two piece. And uh, yeah, that, that was quite fun. So it just highlights how interesting and how difficult listening can be. And when you start adding language barriers or different languages, uh, it becomes exceptionally more difficult. Tafa, over to you. Yeah, thanks. And thanks, Prevalin. Um, somebody said that uh, I, I mustn't take up too much of your time. They want to hear more of you and less of me. So <laughs> I, won't, I won't take up too much of your time on that. Um, but I just, I just want to quickly go through some of the comments um, which have been really, really good. And I'm going to put them up real quick. Um, you know, somebody here said that, you know, they, you know, I'll, I'll probably add another reason why listening is difficult. Um, you know, we listen to and respond uh, and when, oh, okay. We listen to respond uh, in many cases and we do not listen to listen. So actually we listen already with the idea of you're going to respond and the only time we listen 100% is when we have no clue what's going on and we're digesting all the information that comes in because that's our only option um which i thought was really interesting somebody had a had a tip here as well um you know they said i allow people to express themselves freely um you know without interrupting them uh generally if it's a serious issue i summarize what they said back to them uh to make sure that i've grasped you know what they're saying um I'll break here for a question for you. Um, it, uh, it's a question which comes from, you know, one of the people in the room and the person asks, you know, how does the power of association um, impact on one's life? Um, and they say that, you know, I know this answer is going to ruffle some feathers. So I'll allow you to answer that. So much for like, keeping the difficult questions away, but nonetheless, um, so it, it goes to, I think this lies in with, with the lenses and the, and the preconceived uh, perception that you have. I mean, if you're going to any conversation um, and if you already have an idea, if you have an association of someone, the subject they're speaking about, um, the audience that they're speaking to, then you, you, almost the listening process stops because you, you, you listen to what you want to listen to. And uh, you may miss a lot in between. And people pick up when you are associating them with something. They pick up when you are genuinely and honestly listening to them. And that's, and that's a really powerful thing to have. I hope I've done that justice. <laughs> The people who are part of the impactful conversations community ask really difficult questions. So I've got another one here for you. Um, 
it's it's actually just come in. So the question is, you know, any tips on how to listen and not respond based on your emotions? Um, sometimes someone could be speaking to you and they say something that upsets you. How do you make sure that your response is not a retaliation? Okay, great. So thanks. This is a great question. And I think it ties up to the point of don't be a smoke detector. So, you know, if you take some smoke and then it starts beeping, beeping, and, and that's when you want to react, you want to say something, and then the listening process has stopped. So how do you do that? And it, it's really simple. It's actually this simple, is all you need to do is be aware that someone is saying something that's triggering an emotion, it's triggering a response in you. If you're just aware on that, then you can decide for yourself, uh, yes, this is something that I want to respond to, or I am aware that you are triggering something in me and I don't necessarily want to respond. So you take the control of the conversation as to what, how you can respond. So it's, yeah, don't be a smoke detector or try not to be a smoke detector. Just being aware and then breathe. So when someone's speaking to you, and they say something and you're like, take a deeper breath. They're like, okay, I'm still listening to you. I hear you, you've triggered something, but breathe. We, we, we keep moving. Um, uh, so there's a comment here, I'm just gonna put it up quickly. Um, let me just put it up in a second. Okay, so the person says, you know, a good tip um, is incorporating something that someone said as part of the response. And it secures one of the, on the, it secures on the responder's part that they have the, the right question point on the person speaking and it shows that you're actually listening to them. So that's a, a really good uh, point. Um, then uh, somebody said, not a word from you, Tafa, let the man speak. So I will do that shortly in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, some uh, really positive comments as well. You know, somebody saying that, you know, this is absolutely brilliant stuff. They're loving it, which I'm absolutely uh, glad to hear. Um, you know, somebody speaking a little bit about breathing. So they said, you know, uh, breathing is actually a very good tip. Um, meditation and contemplative habits, you know, help with this as well. Um, yeah, and, you know, a couple of people saying thank you for answering their questions. So over to you, Prevlin. All right, cool stuff. Um, I'm going to go into, okay, let's share. For people. Okay. So thanks for taking the time for the first section. Listening is probably not the most enticing and sexiest thing to have learning in your career, but really important. So now we're going to get into the real practical stuff. And the first section, the, well, the second section that I'm going to go through is doing great presentations. I'm going to start off with a video. Street smart skills for your corporate career. How can a presentation earn you millions. Your career progression is determined by people and not machines. A good presentation can over time increase your bank balance. People will judge you, so make sure your presentation 
flows logically. Follow the granny test. Not everyone knows you. So demonstrate your credibility upfront. You need bait to catch a fish. So create a strong hook by relating to the needs of your audience. Obituaries are for funerals. Don't be boring. So vary the tone of your voice to support the impact of the delivery. Street smart skills for your corporate career. Okay. So, so why is it important for you to present well? And, and I'm boiling down to a very simple point. A presentation is a representation of you as an individual. People remember great presentations and they remember great presenters. So think about this. At some point in your career, you're going to be presenting to senior managers, executive managers, managing directors, maybe CEOs, etc. And these are the people that are going to make decisions about your career later on. This person is really great. Uh, so how often do you get the chance to have an undivided attention from this audience? It may be 10 minutes in the year. Maybe your presentation is 20 minutes. And maybe you get that opportunity once in two years. So how do you make it count? How do you make it, how do you seize that moment? How do you make it such that people who are in your presentations go home when they're at supper, they're like, you know, today I was at a really, really great presentation. And then they remember you. Or the next time they're in a meeting and something comes out about the topic you present, it's like, yes, oh, great. I remember this person from the great presentation they do, or they did. So, you know, your audience become your brand ambassadors. So it's really, really important to do a good presentation. So how, how do you become a good presenter? So I'm just going to go through four points. And, and this gives you the basics. I'm gonna, if you have these basic skills up front, then you can practice, practice. And then by doing that, you will develop your own style. But this is the basis uh, for, getting, for doing a good presentation. So the first one is to make logical sense. So I'll break this up into three parts. In your presentation, you need to tell people what you are going to speak about. In the middle, speak about what you said you're going to speak about. And at the end, tell them what you've spoken about. Now, in the corporate world or any other presentation you're doing, people don't like murder mysteries. They want to know, OK, great. What is this person going to deliver? Have they really spoken about it? And what are you concluding about what you said you're going to speak about? So making logical sense is really important. And I've been in so many presentations, and it doesn't happen. People go up front and say, mm, here's my presentation. No introduction, what it is, no body. Well, they have the body, and then no conclusion about it. So there's something I've learned about the logical test. It's called the granny test. Now, so not everyone in your presentation might be subject matter experts. You are presenting because you know something. You're probably really good at it, but not everybody knows. And people might get confused. So what you should do 
in your mind, or if you can, this is practically will be also great, is try the granny test. If you can explain the high-level concept of what your presentation is about to your grandmother, then most likely everyone else is going to understand that. Second is building credibility. Why should people listen to you? What is so interesting about you that people should listen? I mean, think about it. If you're in a presentation or you're sitting as an audience member and someone's presenting you like, okay, like, why should I listen to you? Why should I give you uh, the time? And, and let me use this as an example. So I remember I was, I was in Tanzania and they were appointing a new general manager. And many of the workers in the Tanzanian operation were, were local. And they were whispering like, mm, what does this guy know? You know, is he French? He's coming here into Tanzania. I don't think he knows anything. So the guy's name was Pierre. When he presented, you know, in his first slide, he says, people, this is who I am. I work from the shop floor. I work my way up to management. I have over 40 years of experience and I've turned around many businesses. And at that moment, I actually saw the audience just say, okay, now, wow, this guy is really good. And they listened to every word that he said after that. So the key thing for you in a presentation, after you've got the logical flow, is you need to build credibility. And you need to state that upfront. Why, why should people be listening to you? What, what gives you the credibility? And it could be, you know, it depends on your presentation, but you must tell people that. So, so do that in your presentation. And thirdly, probably the most important part is creating the hook. So you got logical, you're credible, and then people sitting in the presentation actually want to know, okay, why does this matter to my life? How is what you're going to say impact me positively or negatively? And this is something that you've got to do upfront once you've got your logical fold, build your credibility. You need to create that hook. And creating that hook will be dependent on the audience. Uh, so you need to do your homework and find out what's the right thing to do. If you don't do this step, you lose people just like that. And then your presentation becomes, oh, it's just another one. And then you're not going to be memorable. So you need to find out what is it really that the audience needs and why are they listening to you? What is so important in their lives about what you're going to say? And finally, be engaging. No one wants to sit in a presentation and the term is depth by PowerPoint. We get someone coming in and says, hello, this is me, prevalent. I'm going to be presenting on X, Y, and Z. I'm going to take you to it. That's boring. Nobody wants to know that. Uh, a nice technique is to be engaging, vary the tone of your voice. So when you want to stress a point, try and speak a bit softly. This is something really important. Or if you have a fact, be firm about it and say, well, people can speak 150 words per minute and listen 400. That's a fact. So you, you be commanding about it. Or if you're passionate about something, speak like a warrior, raise your voice. Say, this is something that I'm really passionate about and that we must do. And it's really important to everybody else.
And in that way, you know, just by using these four points, logical sense, building trainability, creating the hook, be engaging, um, you actually start, you know, you have the basis for a really good presentation. And you practice and, and you get your style. Safa, I'll hand over to you for now. Yeah, thanks, Prevalyn. That's uh, extremely insightful. And I'll, I'll start off with the uh, with the poll. Um, I, I asked, you know, people, do you find presentations difficult? And eighty three percent said yes. <laughs> so a bit more resounding. Uh, yes, I find presentations difficult. And I'll hop from here into into the the comments, as it were. Um, and I asked, you know. People, what's the largest number of people that you've that you've presented to? And some people saying forty, some people saying four or five hundred. So we've got some uh, some some public speakers in the room, which is awesome. Um, some saying you know a lecture hall of about forty people, um, a room of forty, uh, two hundred, fifty, three hundred, and I'll dive into some of the thoughts. Um, quickly, just going back, you know, I'll just put some of these up. Uh, you know, somebody said, you know. Your audience becomes your ambassadors. That's that's a really powerful statement. So thank you for that. Um, and yeah, so there's a question or actually a comment. You know, somebody says that they usually their tongue dries up when it's time to present. You know, and that makes it very difficult to speak. Um, you know, and somebody actually said, you know, that the thing that they find most difficult about presenting is the fact that, you know keeping the flow of the presentation and keeping the audience interested, which I think you touched on. Um, and I will find a couple of difficult questions for you to answer in a second. Um, I really yeah. like the thought that, that somebody mentioned, you know, presentation is is prepared representation. Um, absolutely love that. So I just thought I should. Absolutely. I should. Yeah. So, so let me get into how you prepare for presentations and you can fill me with a question after that. Yeah, awesome. Let's do it. I'm not running away. I'm just <laughs> cool. So how do you prepare for presentation? So I've just given you the basis for how to do a good presentation. Uh, but sometimes it's difficult. You're nervous. Some people are natural presenters um, and, and, and many are not. And I think the first thing about preparing for a presentation is have a viewpoint. So nothing's, nothing's worse than listening to someone who's sitting on the fence and presenting about a topic that they neither guess or know. So the audience picks up on this. And, and I'll share a very quick example is, think about Mandela in his Ravonia trial. And at the end of the speech, he said, it's an ideal that I'm prepared to die for. He didn't say, mm, yeah, something nice to do. You know, we have to get it done. It's like, I'm prepared to die for. So when you prepare for a presentation upfront, have a viewpoint about what you're speaking about. And the next point is, sounds a bit airy fairy, but people can pick up your mood. So you need to think positive before you present. And a quick tip on that is maybe think of your last beach holiday or the last time you found 20 Rand in your jacket pocket or your favorite meal, what that does, it just makes you smile. People pick this up and like, oh, great. You know, if you're happy, they're happy. If you're sad, they sad. You're angry, they're angry. You're nervous, they nervous. Uh, so think positive before you do that. Get upfront support. 
So in your presentation, just make sure you have one or two people that know about what you're speaking on. So when it comes time for questions, you'll see that people in the audience that you've already lobbied up front will answer for you, and that brings huge credibility uh, across everyone. And lastly, dress the part. You know, you might be speaking to an audience. You may need a suit. You may need to dress informal. Sometimes a suit and tie doesn't always work. Um, on the right, here's a picture of it's a very popular party that you know relates to to to, to their audience. And for online presentations, which has become the norm right now, uh, these fundamentals still stand. And uh, when you when you an online presentation, which is, which is the new post-COVID, is uh, make sure you're using basic colors. Make sure your camera's set up properly. Make sure your background's good. Um, so those are the few things one can do to prepare for presentations. Over to you, Tafa. Um, very quickly, I'll just quickly run through some of the comments very quickly and then uh, we'll take one or two questions. There are a lot of questions and uh, we're unfortunately not going to get through to all of them, but do send them through and, and we'll get back to you on, on the answers in any case. Um, you know, I'm just trying to find this comment here. It's a funny comment. Um, okay, I found it here. Um, so somebody said that they had to go and, and buy data. So. <laughs> that they didn't miss too much. Um, look, so the episode will be available for you afterwards as well. So you can you can rewind and, and check it out. Um, and, you know, if you've missed something, you can check it out, no problem. Um, then I had an excellent question here for you, um, Prevalen, I think, let me just find it here. There's a lot of, lot of engagement, which is absolutely amazing. But um, I absolutely love this question, um, and I'll pose it to you. How do you build credibility if you're relatively new or not experienced in a field? Example, as a young professional early on in your career with a couple of years experience and zero businesses turned around, and then there's a lull at the end. <laughs> and that's a great question. So the, the simple answer to that is we rarely reinvent the wheel. Most of work uh, has been done, has been done by someone else. We could be doing a different version of it or extending it to your workplace. So there's tons of research out there. So if you don't have the personal credibility, there's nothing stops you from extending on the credibility of others. And that could be in the form of papers that you've read, interviews that you've seen, and then you use real world example and say, look, yes, I'm not the expert, but I have reviewed 20 experts, and this is what they say. So what happens is you transfer their credibility on you because you've taken the effort to look at and do the research. And that's a quick, easy way um, to give credibility. And people look and say, oh, great. Hmm, you're very credible. Mm, mm, no, awesome, awesome. Reverend, I will hand over to you to introduce the next section um, as we sort of wrap up for part one. So the next section, which we're going to speak about um, in, in our next session, 
Uh, I'll just play the video. Right, awesome reports. No army goes into battle without a plan. Well, so should your report. In business, there is no time for murder mysteries. Be clear about what you want to say upfront. Know what you want to say, why it matters, or what else right. Include the secret element by having an action plan to deliver the benefits. Put career. Make your report more authentic. If you don't believe strongly in your message, well, no one will. Get straight to the point. If you beat around the bush, people will stop reading. Business is reluctant to accept changes, so use references of real-world examples. Have a closing formula that shows the benefits of the report. Yeah, so Tafa, that's that's the next section. We're going to go through uh, how to design good reports, which I think you'll do in the career a lot. And uh, we're going to touch on the very exciting stuff of how to use persuasion in your day-to-day -day career and how that will help you. And I think that's a really exciting component. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, and Prevalent, uh, as we wrap up, I just want to thank you so much for for taking the time, for giving us, um, you know, your knowledge, your expertise, um, sharing your skills. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely incredible. And I'm just going to read out a couple of, I've asked people to, to you know, put out some words of how they found it. Some, one person says, um, you know, it was insightful. Someone says it was impactful. I like that, impactful conversations. Um, incredible, insightful, relevant. Um, insightful presentation, um, insightful, informative, inspirational, inspiring. Um, someone said here, I'm just going to put it up here, um, that, you know, they, they, they loved, they loved it, you know, especially the emotional part of this and how to connect with people. And we'll touch a lot on that in part two, which will be absolutely incredible. And, um, a question prevalent that I have for you, which you know people are asking, um, and I've seen this question quite a few times, is um, and I'll just put up the question here. In any case, um, you know, someone said in for presentation, where can we get the book? Um, so that's a great question. Uh, you can actually contact this platform, or you can contact me, um, and and we'll print out a copy. So it's not available at any bookstore. It's not commercially available. We're doing this on a print as required basis for, for good reason. And uh, my email address is 445105 at mygibs.co.za. Or you can go to prevalentrambali.com or Tafa, I'm going to give you some admin. You can, you can contact Impactful Conversations uh, on this platform, drop an email, and uh, we'll, we'll get a book to you. Yeah. We'll yeah. just get the details on there. Thank you. And as we wrap up, um, so a lot of you are very excited for part two, and I have something to announce about part two, which is um, that, uh, you know, if you've registered for part one, 
you are automatically registered for part two, which is awesome. And like I told you, we're at capacity, which is fantastic. But we have managed to create an additional 15 spots for part two for anybody who wants to join. Um, so if this has impacted you, share the link with your friends, um, share the link with your colleagues, with your family members who need to see this. Um, this is for everybody who wants to make a difference in their career. And part two is on the 7th of November. That is um, a Saturday, once again, same time, same place. You know where to find us. But um, as I wrap up, uh, I want to remind you, Impactful Conversations is a platform to educate and inspire. We have a podcast, uh, and our next guest is actually on your screen. It's Prevalent Ramvali next weekend. I'm going to post the link to our episodes. You can check this out. Uh, we've got 21 episodes. Well, this is our 21st, um, but we've got 20 episodes so far. Um, yeah, please do check out the link. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, yeah, subscribe to it. Check out the episodes. We've got some really inspiring people that we've interviewed, industry leaders, you know, entrepreneurs of some of the fastest growing companies in the world. But until part two, I want to thank you, Prevalent. Thank you very much. I want to thank you all. Um, please keep safe, keep healthy, and we'll see you again in a bit. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the episode. I hope that you were impacted positively and that you found substance and significance whilst listening to the episode. Head over to the Impactful Conversations website at impactfulconversations.co.za to find out more about the show. To stay up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating. You can also check out and subscribe to my episodes in video format on the Impactful Conversations YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Impactful Conversations. Thank you to all who have listened in and subscribed. Why not share the episode with a family member or a friend who you think could be positively impacted? Anyway, until the next episode, bye-bye, stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands.